Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like this Episode 6 Wow You're doing the intros now? No, I'm not doing the intros You I'm are just, now no. You are now forever doing all the intros I, am, I just did the intro because today I get to interview you No So before on like episode 3 I think or 4 the listeners had to bear with me for like a minute. Now they're going to have to bear with me for like 24. I apologize in advance. But today, we get to talk about you, Paul. As I was about to do my intro, you jumped in and took it from me. I like that. That's initiative. Because I knew that you were going to do it and I wanted to impress you. Did we just become best friends? Yes. <laughs> As I was watching uh, Talladega Nights yesterday, high five, with gloves on. Due to COVID, obviously, six feet apart, man. <laughs> in the uh, studio here. So yeah, what do we got on the docket today? We're going to talk about what you look for when you're hiring, and what qualities and attributes you look for, and what you think will make somebody successful. We'll get, jump right into it. Okay, one um, question at a time, please. Well, now we're making <laughs> jokes already. No, we're making just, jokes. You're gonna fire off five, six it, things. My and then- twin, my twin went to you one time and said, "I can't fire off nine questions at once. I get it. I'm just gonna, one at a time." That went right over my head. But yeah, you can't you can't send too many things at once because then I don't want to I don't want to lose track. I want to give people the answers for each question. You know, question number one. All right, let's do it. What kind of interpersonal skills do you look for when interviewing and hiring a mortgage professional? Interpersonal skills. Yeah, did you get you off guard right there? A little bit. I thought it was going to be some easy ones. Honestly, it's a relationship based business, and I think interpersonal skills are are extremely important. And I think in this business, you can you can be have multiple different people that jump in the role. You don't have to be an A type personality. You don't have to be someone that you know commands a room. I've had many people that worked under me or that are still working for me that are very successful that are just very trustworthy, quiet, reserved, and can build relationships from that facet. Interpersonal skills extremely important. What I look for are people that can build long-lasting relationships people that have good attitudes, people that I think can build over time a strong book of business through either repeat business. And I, and I always say this, there's two ways to build your book and it can either be through center of influences, so referral sources, or, and I've had many that have worked under me, uh, even you know at the bank and, and here as well, that are just word of mouth referral business. Like my friend, saying. yeah, my friend or family, I did such a good job that my phone's ringing off the hook. And there's some that don't even have one realtor that send them deals and, yeah. they're, and they're doing crazy business. That is true. Right? Just to preface really quick to the listeners, I don't have a list of questions in front of me. I'm just going straight off the cusp. And I don't have a list of answers. So that's what I'm saying. Paul has no idea what's about to go at him. Like the answer. Did I the, answer that question? Really well. And I, the reason why I'm saying this. Because I blacked out for a second when you started. <laughs> I had no idea where you were going. Uh, no, but the reason I'm saying that is because like, I'm going to throw some stuff at you and I don't know where you're going to take it. My next question to you Great, is. And, I can't wait. And I'm kind of excited about this one. Is I, I prefer interviewing <laughs> than being interviewed. But anyways. What does a perfect candidate look like to you? Wow. I have to answer your question, but at the same time, they're, a perfect candidate necessarily isn't always the best candidate. I, I think I look for potential in, in certain candidates to see. And, and a perfect candidate, I can say, oh, it's someone that has experience and that's worked at the bank and that was doing X amount of volume. For right now, that could be 
the perfect candidate. However, there are different times in the business, just like I tell you, you have to you have to continuously grow or kind of what's the word that I always use that you have to recreate yourself. You have to recreate your business, right? I think for me as a manager or as a coach, I always look to challenge myself with different people. So and, and new staff. So here's what I'll say: the perfect candidate is someone that has a very positive attitude, well connected in the sense that they can either have a strong database that they can go to and call on. And that's where we talk about the warm referrals or they have a very strong center of influence base, right? I think that business plan to me is extremely important. And although we know that sometimes the folks on that business plan may not send you a deal or two in your first year, such as what you said, you still had the willingness to do the activities and that's where, you know, being coachable, the discipline and the determination. Absolutely. And so for me, I think having those qualities to go out and build, and obviously, you know, you called on different resources, whether you were going to different places in your community or whether you were calling on friends or family, you still had the reference points to then build your business. For me, that's, that's very, very huge. I use the word likability. I don't know if that's something that you should use, but what I, what I mean by that when I say it is do referral sources, will people enjoy working with you? Can you build those relationships? And then lastly, I always want to find out what motivates. I, I really need someone that's motivated and motivation can be driven by a bunch of things. It could be, I want to, you know, build a great life for my family, or I want to earn a certain income, or maybe it's just, you know, I want to become top 2% or top 1% or I want to win a specific award. There's different things that motivate people. And if someone is motivated, they will do well. People that are demotivated for me, it, it's, it's very challenging as a candidate because you, you need to find ways to help people hit targets. And if they don't have goals, it's going to be a challenge. I know I said many, many things there, but end of the day, positive attitude, strong, either business plan or connections, and then, you know, a willingness, discipline, and motivation. At the end of the day, Paul, it's the end of the day. I find myself rambling now, so I- No, I you're not. Know. So two things I took from that, that really hit home for me. And I like how you tied in like a piece that has to do with the actual business and a piece about a personality. The biggest thing for me is the attitude. I think that that a perfect candidate needs to have a positive attitude. And I think a perfect candidate needs to be coachable and take criticism and take a roadmap and be able to run with it and grow their business. I think when we say coachable, you're in this business, you are now self-employed, right. essentially. Mm -hmm. Not everyone in the office may say, Paul, monthly, I want to be coached and, and similar to the big corporations. I don't want to be micromanaged. That's not what that's not what we say by coachable. What coachable means is if you run into a stumbling block, if there is a disagreement with a partner, that if one of us gets involved or there's some higher discussions from, let's say, a team manager and myself, that you are coachable to say, hey, this is how we need to approach it in the future. You are representing our brand. Or if they, one of, let's say, someone that's working for me isn't getting deals or the activities that they're doing aren't working to, to be open and willing to listen to new ideas and concepts. And that's what's very important. That's what we say by coachable. It doesn't yeah. mean that by every week they got to come meet with me or a micromanager. I'm going to send them an email. What are you doing? That's not what we do here. That's oh, what I know. I just wanna, yeah, that's what I just want to reiterate. Okay. This is for the folks that are really looking to enter the business. I want to know from a manager perspective, I want to get behind the scenes. 
you're going to interview somebody. So let's say they pass that first stage, that likability stage. You kind of, you know, you have a warm referral from somebody else, kind of like me saying, uh, Paul, the, the, this person could really do well in this business because of X, Y, and Z. You meet that person, like what you see. Tell me about the three stages of interviewing they used to do at the bank. Tell me about that first. I can't ask you a billion questions because you're going to get upset. Yeah. So I still follow that today. So my, my three stages really are the kind of pre-screen resume review. And so from my background in human resources I, and recruitment, this is where it comes in where I will do a quick 15, 20 minute go over the resume, understand where they're currently working, how that's going. Okay, stop right there. Sure. In the first interview, yep. what questions are you asking and what answers are you looking for as a manager? Do I have to give the answers? Because then anyone listening can just call me up and they're going to know all the answers. So I, I can give some questions in detail, but- Okay, I, give, us some, give us some questions okay. and insight maybe. Sure, sure. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. I just- you I know, see you, you shaking your head over there. No, no, no. You want, you want, you want people to be genuine with, with the way they're answering and, and not give all that, all that type of stuff, right? When I'm doing a resume review and, and a pre-screen uh, or phone screen, it's really just to understand- Folks, leave a voicemail. Leave a voicemail, exactly, if you want to get a hold of me. It's really to understand, hey, why do you want to come into this role, right? So that's the, that's the what motivates you. Yeah, so, so why are you looking to, to become a mortgage agent? Why clear trust? Why us? Have you ever had any answers that kind of turned you off? Yeah, I've, I've done thousands of these. I know. Right? You not turn you off, but you're going to have some that, are, that catch you off guard a bit. Right. In the sense of, you know, why do you want to come into this role? And, and you hear something that really shouldn't be the reason. But I dig a little bit deeper. I, I just don't take things at face value. The second piece is you go over the resume, look at their experience, where they've worked, why they're looking to leave their current role and why they're looking to come to Clear Trust. Essentially, it's, it's a quick 15, 20 minutes, get to know them a little bit before you move to the first interview. So is the first interview like a first date? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you uh, where you don't know what, what you should order for them for dinner? <laughs> or, or where you should take them. You want to go somewhere that you could talk. The first interview is very, very important. I think I always will will do a mix of, what's the word when it's behavioral-based questions. Such as? Such as just trying to understand, you know, in this situation, what did you do? Try to get a sense of more of the relationships, how they how they manage those relationships in their current roles, right? If you're faced with this challenge. Because this Can is- Can be more specific? This is a high-paced environment. And you know, like, what kind of challenges are you asking? Well, you know, give me a time where you had a disagreement with one of your partners. How did you solve it? Right. Or you're working on a, you're working on a project and then your, your boss or someone else drops something else on you, or you're talking to a client if you're in sales and then all of a sudden you get a call from an underwriter, like what's that looking like for yourself? Right. The first interview also for me, I really dive into motivation. So I know I touched upon it there, but you know, what motivates you? How much do you want to earn? Mm -hmm. How much volume do you expect to do? We talk a little bit about goals. What are your goals and expectations for yourselves? Here are my goals and expectations of, of what I expect in a year one person. Oh, okay. Right? So can you tell us a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. I think from when I was at the bank and even here, I think for a year one person, you should be doing, for me, I always say 15 million yeah, in know. your first year. Mm -hmm. So I would like to say that, you know, if, if when I'm going over their business plan, which is also in this interview, I go over the business plan, which I asked them to create for me, which really dives into 30, 60, 90, as well as where do you, uh, where do you plan on getting your business broken down by referral sources, community? I dive into what's your social media presence a little bit. 
uh, where you're going to, you know, how are you going to contact certain individuals in your community or that you've gone to university with, or you play sports with, et cetera, and then kind of a SWOT analysis. So what do you think are going to be kind of, you know, the, uh, the, the threats to your business, where are your strengths, et cetera. So as I'm going through all this, I'm really just trying to understand what do you, what are your expectations of yourself? Can you do 12 to 15 million? How are you going to get there? Who's going to send you the deals? And then I really dive into the business plan itself to say, okay, who, you know, uh, walk me through your top referral sources, your top two or three, and tell me about them. And sometimes I'll even call the referral source in front of the candidate. Yes, you do, which is kind of scary if we're going to be honest. Like, I remember you called one of mine and I wasn't scared that they were going to say like something bad. I was just, I thought they were going to be caught off guard because you're like, hey, calling uh, on behalf of Daniel. He has you on a list here that you're going to send him business. Are you actually going to send him business? Yeah. And what we're trying to do, I mean, that one person that I called was someone that you said you've known for a very long time, you've had discussions with. And so for anyone that's going for an interview, I think it's very, very important that you have discussions with folks that you think are going to send you deals to kind of say, hey, I'm looking to enter this business. Do you think that you would be able to support me? And people are going to say yes to you. They are. Naturally, you're going to hear a lot of yeses. I, I rarely heard someone say, no, I'm not going to send you something. Someone might be very straightforward and say, well, I already sent it to someone else. I'll try to send you something. But whether they do or not, it's a different story. But having those conversations is what's going to help you set you up. And I always say to people that are interviewing, when I look at their business plan, looking at that final number at the bottom of how many deals you think you're going to get is really going to give you the, the confidence to push you to do this because you're going to now say, hey, you know what? I do know more people than, than I think. I can draw on these people and this is how I'm going to hit my goals and achieve that, right? And then I also, in the first interview, I know we talked about last last episode, discipline, routine, what are you doing? And I always ask a, a question. I know I'm kind of giving it away so, so people could prepare if they ever interview with me is, you're getting in your car, day one of the job, you're backing out of your driveway. Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? You're not working nine to five. You're not punching in. I know- I'm going to Mastro for an espresso. Right. I know it's COVID now. People aren't, more people are working from home. And, and once the, you know, that was a question basically when people were going out and prospecting more. But those are some of the questions that I ask on the first interview. Okay. What about the second? Second interview. So, so, yeah. so sorry. Well, this is, first I, interview I is the second step. Right. I jumped. In I this jumped process. What, and I don't know if I'm phrasing this correctly, but what, attributes are you looking for in somebody to pass that first interview and make it into the second interview where they're already kind of have your your sign off and you're looking for just a second opinion just to make sure that your judgment's clear yeah and it comes down to some of the answers so motivation like i talked about obviously that's from the first step uh understanding of that they have a good business mix good business mix is very very important as well right that's why we dive into community you know, network, referral sources, all that type of stuff. Also that they are goal oriented. So that's when we talk about the goals, how much, how much, how much money they want to earn, what drives them and just really understand that they're going to fit in with, with the team and that they are really driven to do well in this business. And so from that standpoint, understanding all those things, when I'm asking these types of questions and how they dealt with things, when I talked about those behavioral based questions, how they dealt with specific tough situations is just going to give me insight into their personality, right? And just gut check feel, understanding how are we making out in the sense of, you know, how's the interview going? Is there good flow? And, and are you just feeling good about it in, in the sense of, you know, how we're going back and forth and you just get that kind of feeling to say this person would be a good fit for our team and, and culture. And the last piece that I didn't talk about is integrity. Ooh, 
That's a big one. Yeah. Integrity is another piece that I always ask about. And it's been ingrained in me from obviously my time at the bank, but also here. I want someone, whoever works for us, they carry our brand, our name. They have to do good. They have to do good business. And we don't do anything that's going to put us at risk. And so get granular with, with integrity, please. Integrity is, is doing good business. You're not doing anything fraudulent. Which leads to longevity in the biz. That's right. You're putting not only your reputation. I always say, uh, uh, you know, no amount of money, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 that you're going to get paid on one deal. 10 grand, 20 grand. It's not right. Worth it. It's not worth you being cut off by a lender or being caught for, for fraud. And it's in every industry when they're going to call and try to get to do something. But that's not what we do. And I don't want anyone that works here doing that. But your reputation is really the only thing that you have so much control 100%. over. And why would you tarnish that, especially in the industry where you're, it's putting bread on your table? It takes years to build a reputation and it takes one mistake to, to ruin it, right? So, okay, so it's very, very important. Talk to us about interview two, why you, you know, kind of gave the okay in interview one. To talk to us about what goes on in interview two. Yeah. So I've been around for quite a while. I, I get a sense of you know, is this going to be someone that's going to take a little bit more work upskilling, but they got a ton of potential to do well? Are they experienced? Are they coming from another brokerage or from a bank? And once I feel like they're they're they would be good at the role, and I and I see their potential, and kind of slot them in to say this is going to be our next hire that I that I think is great. We always have that that final kind of sign off uh, interview, and that would be with my partner, with Janice or with yourself or, or someone that we just, we just got to get a, another set of eyes. And the reason why that is, is because when you finally s- uh, kind of commit to bringing someone on as the, the hiring manager, it's always good to have an unbiased opinion. And so at the bank, we used to do this as well, where you bring in someone that's unbiased, where they really dig into someone and go through the business plan. And they're trying to look for things that maybe you didn't see, because if someone referred me a potential candidate, maybe there's, you know, I'm saying, okay, you know what? I, I'm looking at them because a friend of mine yeah, referred so them and so, yeah. and so and so, right? Which which I, I kind of eliminate because of my experience, but sometimes we can fall within those kind of barriers. The second interview and the final interview is very important. It's the final sign-off. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Do you think that this person will be successful? And and are you signing off, right? And so that's kind of the the three stages of how we interview here. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it's pretty rigorous, but I think it sets people up for success. I'm going to hit you with a doozy right now, okay? And I really hope that we can get this going. Okay. So you've interviewed, like, at the very least, thousands of people looking to get into mortgages. Yeah, mortgages or, or the bank at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Out of those interviews, please could you give me the top... 10 attributes of mortgage professionals the that top you've seen. 10 attributes yes if, if you may wow that, that I was wish, you, need, I wish, you want I a second to prepare no no i, I could just I, say I a story or something while you here take a moment no no no, I no. Sing do, a I gotta, song. do i gotta count them down i or? could sing a song do i, I could, gotta uh i mean the, when we got the mics when we went to uh long and mcquade <laughs> they said are you singing in the podcast and i said no but i should have probably said yes because now while you're writing them down i could be singing a song okay or not i'm gonna start with and these don't have to be in any specific order. So just g- like give us the attributes and give us a little bit about why those attributes made those people successful. Okay. So obviously motivated. Okay. Right? Positive attitude. Oh, that's huge. That, the behavior and the attitude I find are so important and so overlooked. Do you agree or disagree? 
I totally agree. Relationship okay. management. Okay. Right. Uh, discipline and organized. Okay. I could have probably broke them, broke those two out separately, but discipline and organized. And, that, and that's four. As you're going through this list, like you'll you'll reiterate the list as a whole. I will. But do you think that obviously not one person will have all ten, and if they do, they're an anomaly. But do you think all these attributes are able to be sharpened, like able to be worked on? Absolutely. Are these, these are all buildable uh, assets for your business, right? Like you can work on these things. It's not something that you can't work on, right? Like you if you're determined and disciplined, you could work on these things. You constantly have to recreate yourself. It's similar to sports, what's right? The, what's the thing you say to me about work ethic? What's the, it's, it's, you say to me that work, you can, you can always teach work ethic or you can't teach. I can't remember. I hire for attitude. Yeah. Not necessarily skill, but yeah, work ethic. There's, I mean, you don't have to be skilled for, to, to work hard, Good. right? Good. You can always work hard. We have motivated, positive attitude, relationship management, discipline, organized, uh, well-connected, right? It comes down to business plan. But what if so, you're not well-connected? Well, once again, well-connected can mean that you have referral sources or a database. What I want to touch on is that, and we didn't talk about this in the episodes when I was talking about prospecting, but I went and leaned on my community, which a lot of mortgage uh, professionals do. And, you know, I went out to the people in my community that, you know, have a presence and I spoke to them and I told them about my new journey and it, they were so receptive to it. And it really helped me build the base of my business. But keep going with that list because okay. I want you to go have one thing, one time, go through all 10 and then give us like a little snippet about each one. Okay, but uh, but I've already given a little snippet of each. And I got to say about well-connected. Here's what it is. And I always do this in an interview. People need to peel back the layers and maybe they don't understand what well-connected means. It doesn't mean that you necessarily know 25 realtors. It can mean that you've gone to university, you have a, you have a wealth of people that, that university you can reach out to. You still play sports. You go to the gym. It can mean that you have family and friends. I always say to them, okay, let's dig a little bit deeper. How many contacts do you have in your phone? Yeah. How many numbers do you have in your phone? You know, how many people do you have on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook? That is all database. database. Some people don't look at that like that. It's it's We can always build realtors and find ways through warm referrals, et cetera, right? But what I say to my guys is, Imagine there's a tattoo on your forehead that says, I am a mortgage professional. Yeah. And you always got to be sharing that. Yeah. Then there's sales experience. Okay. If they have or and or credit experience, I'm going to call those two different ones, right? Because I think that's that's very, very important. And I'm kind of running out okay, of Okay. What ideas. you got over there? You got I motivated, got motivated, positive attitude. Positive, got, positive attitude is big because yeah. if you come into work not positive, it's going to make such a challenge for you, your partners, everybody. Come in, good attitude. There's a solution for every problem. Please remember that. Keep going, Paul. Then we have relationship management, yeah. discipline, yeah. well-connected, yeah. sales experience, credit experience, Organized um, organizational big, big. skills, right? So, I mean, that's eight. And let's leave let's the, see, the let's bottom. Eight. Let's, let's leave Okay. Well, we'll leave two. I'm done, and we're going to ask our listeners to somehow give us what they what they think. Sure. So hard work. I mean, hardworking. I think I'd add in there. Well, too, yeah. I mean, right? I, I mean, uh, work ethic is important. I yeah. think it's very important. Hardworking work work ethic, which obviously is a little bit of a challenge to understand right away through a few interviews. But I think you get the feel through some questions in terms of what's their discipline like, what's their routine like, etc. And then that's very very important as well. And then integrity, integrity and values. I, I would say is huge and. I always like to get to know my my candidates a little bit about, you know, just um, a little yeah. bit about their home life, uh, get to know them. And that that kind of talks about their values. So that's 10 right there. Motivated, positive attitude, relationship management, discipline, 
well-connected sales experience, credit experience, organizational skills, hardworking or work ethic, and then integrity and core values. Those, those are my 10. So we talked about a lot of really important things on this podcast, like this specific episode. A lot. And I think it gave a lot of insight to even people that are already in the business about what the 10 top attributes what have you seen in candidates over the last how many ever years? Is there anything that I'm missing that you want to talk about before we wrap up episode six? No, I think you've touched on everything. It was really good. I I, I wish I was more prepared to be honest with no, you. Man, but, this is but better. I hope the listeners enjoyed it. I think there's a lot of insight. And once again, you don't have to have all 10 of these, but if you're willing to do well, this is a great field to be in. And I always say we, we work in the best industry. Shake and bake. That's a wrap, everybody. We're out. Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like this So let's get down, let's get down to business